1962, Garrett J. White. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round, and their wake up question to finish. As of today, Monday the 15th September, the UFIT Summit down in the South of England is live and available for the pre-launch. And this will be very short-lived. If you guys get in there now for the pre-launch, it's gonna be an absolutely legendary day this coming November. So go there to find out all the information. Get to the podcast. Right guys, today, men, we have the founder of the Wake Up Warrior Movement, Garrett J. White, the master coach mentor. And he says it better than me when he does that, but I'm excited to have him on now. I've um, been tracking him for a while. Um, I'm sure if you've been following the Awaken Your Alpha podcast, you will notice the similarity between Wake Up Warrior and Awaken Your Alpha. Very similar because this man, when I was coming up with the idea, I stumbled across Garrett J. White and I was inspired. So I just want to put that out to you first, Garrett. And are you ready to Awaken Your Alpha? Um, so am I, is that, am I hearing that correctly then? Then Alpha is the bastard child of the warrior. Is that what I'm hearing? You I'll tell you what it is. So when I came up with the concept of Awaken Your Alpha, you know, you're doing searches and making sure there's not something like out there, like exactly the same name. You're like, damn, I've got to change the name. I found there was an Awaken the Alpha. Then I was looking at what, and then there's obviously the Wake Up Warrior. And I've, so I'm, I'm just literally Googling and checking out names, domain names and things. Most of them just skimming past me. I know, yeah, done. But then I, I skimmed past yours and was like, wait a minute, who's this guy? And this is the guy. So it was, and it was awesome. And I did a little bit of training with Kevin Nations. And I just obviously looking at people in the group. And then I was like, this, ah, you, you just stuck out for some reason, Garrett. I don't know. Why would you stick out? I don't know. I don't stick out anywhere. It's really weird. I blend right in. I try to stay like, well, you know, wherever the crowd's going, I like to go that way. Cool. You know, what everybody likes, that's what I tend to talk about. And uh, pretty much make sure that everybody just feels good and nothing changes. That's what I'm standing up for. Sweet. Well, um, I just better do a bit more of an intro for you. Just in anyone else, doesn't this is getting a bit weird for anyone else who doesn't know what we're on about. <laughs> so, Garrett is um, his background as well. He's the founder of the Movement Marketers Academy, created a paid to play secret system, high paid coach formula, big money marketer blueprint, and then getting closer to the Warrior Movement, the Warrior 90 Day Challenge. And now, from my understanding, you're all about the Wake Up Warrior Movement Empire doing your retreats and just creating some serious warriors, warriors out there that we've had the, the privilege of having a few on the phone, a few on the phone, a few on the phone and on the show just recently. Is there anything else you'd like to add to your bio or what are you all about at the moment, Garrett? Sure. I'm all about a code. The code is simple. It comes down to four things. Code principle number one, which is be real. What does this translate into? Don't lie. <laughs> Tell the truth. Number two, Get raw. It's easy to be logically real and tell the truth based upon a list of check, check, checklist facts and figures. I did this. My life was this way. Here's how I felt. Here's what went on. Bah, 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 bah. To get raw means that I'm emotionally available, that I'm both willing to be passionately pissed off and at the same time passionately excited because oftentimes the difference, there is no difference. There's just energy. So it's to get raw, willing to be emotional. Step three, stay relevant. 
Nobody wants a guy who runs around spewing the truth and who's emotional lunatic if there's no focus to it, which is what do you want? And what do your prospects want? What does your family want? What do your kids want? But more importantly, what do you want? So my realness and my rawness linked up to my relevancy of focusing that energy actually takes me from being an insane fucking lunatic to somebody that people actually want to follow. Because when a person takes realness and rawness and they link up that depth of truth to a desired result and outcome, a clear outcome, that they are, step four in the code, ruthlessly committed to creating big ass results. So the relevancy is the transition between my realness, the truth I speak logically, the rawness, the emotion I link to the truth that I give myself permission to be, all of me, bipolar, ADD, ADHD, insane, crazy, because let's face it, true alphas are fucking nuts. <laughs> You're insane lunatics. You got to have drugs and alcohol and fitness and drugs, sex, orgasms, pornography, strip clubs, fitness routines, competitions, Ironmans, professional football, UFC, MMA, whatever. You got to have all this shit because you got so much energy and the world's told you that you're broken and that you're wrong. Now, fake alphas, people who aren't really in that game, which I truly believe they're most of the country and most of the world, not ever going to wake them their alpha, nor are they going to ever wake up the warrior inside. It's <laughs> impossible. Why? You want to know why they're not possible? Because they're pussies. That's why. <laughs> because it takes courage to be real. Tell the truth. Now I remember why you stuck out to me and why I started following what you was up to. Because this is, this is the reason. I hope people are hearing this in the first two minutes. But it's the clear thing as well about you basically saying, you know, warriors and alphas are insane. And the clear thing I like, you just put it out there. The lightness and the dark are two sides. And most times, people in your position, they just focus on the light all the time and kind of ignore this or pretend it doesn't exist, which is, is crap. Well, it worked for a while, right? We went through a phase as a world where, uh, you know, people didn't want to talk about their shit. You know, like, it was so hard for me to tell the truth, to be real, to, to get raw. Like, it was so hard. I had to give myself the brand name. If you go back and look at shit on, my, on YouTube from years ago, I had to call myself, the brand name was Garrett J. White, the authentic entrepreneur. And I would do something like this. Hey, everybody, this is Garrett J. White, the authentic entrepreneur, coming at you real, raw, and relevant. Why was I saying this? Now I look back and I laugh. I'm like, anybody who tells you they're authentic is inauthentic. It's like somebody saying, hey, I'm really tough. Any motherfucker yeah. tells you they're tough a pussy. They're not tough. They're just trying to tell you they're tough so that you don't actually step across and find out they're a pussy. So it's like, okay. I was like, I had to tell myself to be authentic because I was a liar. I was not real. I was not raw. I was not relevant. So even if I did happen to tell the truth or get emotional about it, I was a lunatic. My wife hated me and my kids hated me and my clients were like, this guy's an asshole. Why are we working with him? And so as you start to transition into this, though, you go through a phase of having to tell yourself. You got to convert. You got to convert yourself to being honest. You got to convert yourself to being true. I'm going to share this with you because I'll share this with you a second ago. I just got this message this morning from a dude a year ago, a year ago on Facebook, he sends me a message. I'm not gonna tell you his name, yeah. we'll just keep his name off the record for a minute. October 2nd, 7.55 a.m. 2013, I get a message from a dude. He says, you don't know me, but I follow you. I'm a veteran federal employee here in the US, and I was laid off yesterday because of, because of the government shutdown. This big shit went down with the government. Our government's full of shit, so I don't know how it fails this is. I live in the US, our government's full of shit. But that's okay because our government's just representation of how big of pussies most Americans are. So, like, if you're listening around the world 
and you get to that, well, guess what? Here's the deal. You're not off the hook either because you're from the UK, Ireland, Australia, South Africa. You got pussies in your country too. Hopefully you're, you're not hard when you wake up. All right. So he continues and he says this, my marriage is a mess. Thankfully, I'm still running every day. I feel sad, angry, betrayed after dedicating my life to our country, military guy. I know this will end, but man, I sure could use a boost. I feel like a pussy for crying, being upset and being angry. Keep the videos coming. And he's referencing the videos found at wakeupwarrior.com and our blog and our app found at wakeupwarrioropp.com. Keep the videos coming. I'm watching. It's one of the few things that keep me going. Now, one year later almost, this morning, today, which uh, we're like 10 months later, I get a message from the same guy who, by the way, I invited him to join the Brotherhood. I invited him to come on out to Warrior Week. I invited him to come on out and have an experience of what it is to, a.k.a. awaken the Alpha, to wake up the Warrior. And he denies. He's like, I can't afford it. It doesn't work. It's too expensive. I can't make the trip. You know, bullshit excuses that people make when they don't actually have a commitment changing their lives and creating results. I had them too, so I get it and I understand no judgment. I was like, I get it, I get it. You're sedated right now under this web of pusitis. It has you sedated into a little coma in the corner like a butterfly on its way from being a caterpillar. I get it, I was there too. So here's the shit that's real though. I mean, it's all this, what appears to be my sarcasm as a US guy who's loud and obnoxious and all my friends that are outside the US, you're like, this guy's an asshole. He says this today, Garrett, my wife dropped the divorce bomb last night. I'm a wreck, devastated, and it's all my fault. I considered suicide today, but went for a run instead. After 15 years, I've ruined things. I'm a failure, and worse, I may never see my kids again. I'm crying as I write this. What did I do? Addiction to porn, lying, inappropriate text messages with women. I've blown it. Did you do counseling? I'm calling for help this afternoon. My world has come crashing down around me. I hate myself. I send him a message back and I say, breathe, brother. He says, Jesus Christ, I'm trying. I've never been more ashamed in my life as a man ever. I hurt her. I failed as a husband and a father. How could I have been so selfish? I didn't even have the balls to say anything last night. Nothing. I didn't put up a resistance. Instead, I emailed my wife all my life insurance and banking information. I'm sorry to burden you with all this. You were the last person I knew to reach out to about my demons. What's the cost of not being real? It's Robin Williams hanging himself with his belt. A man who supposedly has everything, who falls into a dark place of depression. It's the guys coming to Warrior Week, flying to Southern California, Orange County, where I live, to experience the truth and in high level, multi-million dollar producing guys who in their secret moments when they probably message me, apply and have a conversation directly with me, the truth is amidst all of that success, there is a hollowness, a depression, a darkness and a sedation. And that place leads to a really fucking dark hole till no one can get in. And the only thing left of that place is to live a life sedated like a vegetable through alcohol, through pills, which ultimately lead to overdose. I want to bring it back. We probably had about, about 10 quotes worth in there, but I just, is there a quote that you live your life by? I mean, it stands out of like, be raw, stay relevant, you know, the, what you've been saying left, right and center. But is there, if it's not one of your quotes, is there a quote that 
sort of drew you towards the position of the wake up warrior and the warrior movement, what you tried to live your life by it. Is there anything that springs to mind? Yep, one phrase. It's gonna be on my wall by the next Warrior Week in big ass letters across the top with a little hyphen and my name, Garrett J. White, the master coach mentor. No longer the guy that has to tell people I'm gonna be authentic because it's just <laughs> like, and it says this, right? Here's the code I live by, ready? Do the fucking work, close quote. That for me, that's like the truth. If you were listening to this podcast and you're like, this guy's an asshole. I don't like that code doing work. Now you have the whole to. Point, the whole point, Garrett, you be authentic, you do your thing, and people are either going to love you or they're going to hate you, which is better than just being in the middle. And people like me are either hunt you down and keep asking you for this podcast or we'll just walk away. So it's fine, <laughs> it's fine man. So, Garrett, we've, we've had a little touch of some of the craziness and how you got to this point and some of the journey. Can we hear a little bit more about your origin story? How did you get from little Garrett going through all that carnage to the wake up warrior that's really what i want to know so i was a like i i was an athlete like my whole family is military i was an athlete so i took the sports path my dad was the youngest of a whole line of uncles who were special forces military here in the u.s my grandfather was a colonel so discipline was what i had known growing up even though my dad never served in the military or armed forces my dad was like pretty structured with shit. so we had a choice. We could go military like all my cousins, but my dad wasn't military, so it wasn't around me all the time. If I'd been like my uncle's son, I'd have been for sure special forces and not played sports in college. So all I cared about was sports. And I ended up through a college career, a professional career, and then was a, a PE teacher and a football coach, taught like physical education at the high schools. PE teacher. Like it. You too? I was a PE teacher, yeah. Oh, shit. That's why I like you. You can tell. You can tell. I, only, I was still lecturing in a college like sports till – Earlier this year, I was still three days a week until I stopped being a pussy and uh, switched from employee to entrepreneur. So there we go. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, like mine that put me over the edge was teaching seventh grade girls PE when every single day they would come in with a note that said, I'm on my period, so I, I don't have to do the work. I'm like, girl, I listen, I don't have a period, but I know for damn certain you can't be on your period for six weeks. You're only 12 for crying out loud. Holy Ooh. shit, how's it possible? That's what pretty much broke me when I had to cover someone's maternity leave and I was teaching all year, they call them year nine girls here, and it just, it was soul destroying. I just couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah, i myself in the face now. Okay, so <laughs> I'm sitting there, we're getting ready for a football game, and um, I'm a coach at this time. I'm coaching the kids. I love coaching. I love inspiring uh, young men, old men, middle-aged men, just men to, to own their truth. And so I was doing as a coach. I remember standing there and there was a question that came into my mind, and questions change everything. And the question is, I'm standing there, I remember, that, remember like, like with American football, like it's as intense as everybody else's soccer, but in the U.S., we're like, we're just barely coming around with the whole soccer game. I love soccer. I think soccer's fun to watch, but like forever growing up, that wasn't a thing. It was football here, American football. So where, where are you originally yeah. from, Garrett? Just to- uh, all over the United States, but oh, mostly the West Coast. So I grew up in Seattle, Washington, and Central California, a place called Stockton, uh, like pretty lo- like lower class and middle class homes. And um, so there I was, and I was accomplishing my dream. But like most people who get to a place where you, you like kind of start to outgrow your, outgrow your dreams, I'm sitting there living the life, I thought, and this question enters, and the question was simply like, is this all there is? Is this all there is? And that question led me to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It was the fifth book I'd ever read in my life. I had a college degree, but I didn't read it for nothing in college. I just guessed on everything. And I'm a pretty good bullshit artist, and so... I can create pretty big results while everybody else studies their asses off. I can make shit up and it looks pretty official. So 
it happened and I got through college. So I got a degree and I'm reading this book and a book changed my life. And I'm like, man, you know, I, I could be an investor. This fast forwards me into the mortgage banking world. Mm. And a friend of mine was in mortgages. He showed me a check and he's, I went in and saw him like a couple weeks later after this question. So I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. Yeah. So my friend shows me his check and it was like $3,427 like or something. And I was like, oh my God, did you make that last month? He's like, bro, I made that shit this week. I was like, that's all I need to hear. I walked in the next day, quit public education, stopped being a PE teacher and football coach, ended that season, found my way to banking. Fast forward nine years in banking. Nine years in banking, I buy and sell companies like crazy. I'm aggressive as hell. We came into a time in the world when real estate and the banking world was, it rewarded the aggressive, mm. ignorant lunatics like me, guys who literally needed about 2% of the details before we could start selling $10 million projects. And when you take and give money to guys faster than they're, they're actually consciously expanding, what you create is an inevitable catastrophe. Yeah. And so as that imbalance occurred in my life and others, it came smashing back. So by 2007, heading into 2008, um, I was lying in, in bed with my wife in this multiple million dollar house. A uh, hundred plus mortgage bankers work for me. I own insurance companies, real estate companies, investment companies, development companies, currency funds. We were running everything and I was overwhelmed and I'm lying there and she sits up and it was New Year's Eve. I remember this rest of my entire life. New Year's Eve, 2007, heading to 2008. I'm lying in bed and my wife sits up with tears pouring down her cheeks and the moon's like glistening off her face. The only reason I could see her tears, this was a big deal because my wife cried about as much as I'd read books through college. She hadn't cried much at all, like five times maybe since we've been together. And she looks down at me. She says, man, I didn't sign up for this. You better fix this. And she lays down and I felt like she was 10 miles away from me in my bed. And I lay my hands back behind my head and my, my eyes closed and I start to, to just flash back to the previous seven months. In June of 2007, I'm sharing a stage with Tony Robbins and we're training mortgage brokers and bankers and I'm sharing principles of prosperity and economics and money making and banking and what I call the, the mortgage planner. And, and I couldn't figure out how in less than seven months, everything I'd built was gone. Over the next couple of weeks, I'd have to let everybody go, fire my mom, fire my sisters, my brothers, Damn. get them jobs working for my friends and just try to get as many people off the ship as I could. And I was stupid. I was a young entrepreneur, even though I've been doing it for years. I was still young because it was my first rodeo. So I'd never experienced loss. And when you've never experienced loss, when you've been ever not, you know, like as a fighter, if you've never taken a really serious hit, you don't, you're no, you don't know how good a fighter you are, right? Because like nobody gives a shit how, how good you are when you step up, you know, sparring sessions or, you know, you get an octagon. Everybody's a hero on a bag. If, if you're the heavyweight champion, if they, if they, in their opinion, you've gone through guys who just aren't up to scratch. If you've just gone through them, then they don't rate you. You need to have that, you know, that Tyson, that Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, nobody knows how good you are until you take a blow. Like I got nothing in me. I'm driving down the road in a, a $150,000 sports car with a $2,000 suit on, driving to my friend's office and asking for a job just to try to have some, some money to feed my family. I'm the guy everybody used to come to for money. I'm the guy who paid for dinner all the time. I'm the guy people came to loans for. I'm the guy that everybody, everybody looked at as like the king alpha. But what I didn't understand at that time 
was there was a whole aspect to me and a whole other two dimensions of who I was as a man that were dead to me. My commitment as a father, my commitment as a, as a husband, my commitment as a son of God. You know, and this confuses people to hear me say, can they hear me say these things and the way I talk? And they're like, dude, no son of God could talk like that. I'm like, I get it, man. I was the same guy. I used to say that same shit. And I realized I didn't have that. And so I started asking questions. And just like what had led me into banking, I asked a better question. And I asked a question I didn't have an answer to. And the question was, who am I? Like, who am I beyond religious labels? Who am I beyond marriage labels, business labels, athlete labels? Like, if I strip all the labels back, like, who am I for real? And it scared me because I didn't know. I didn't know who I was. I knew who I was based on my labels, but I didn't know who I was underneath that. Second thing I didn't know about is that I didn't know what my purpose was. And that was the second question I was up, like, what's your purpose in life? Because I'd, I'd hit the creme de la creme. You know, I'd hit the peak. I'd hit the peak with the money, with the, with the fast cars, fast life. So those questions led me on a journey. For the next three years, I would literally disappear off the grid. Um, and I became the wingman to three very big business owners, kind of work things from the back office because I didn't have enough confidence and certainty in myself. I mean, I just got my ass handed to me. I was being sued from every direction imaginable. Um, super struggle emotionally trying to answer these questions. I get introduced to meditation through this process. I get introduced to energy work. Um, I get introduced to the work and by Byron Katie, and I get introduced to The Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. I was just going to say, we usually ask, like, I mean, this is brilliant. I mean, you were going for it. I don't like to cut in on you, but the moment where your wife sat up in bed sounds like the classic awakening type moment, but when did it, it all come like to... Time. So it wasn't like a one-time yeah. deal. Like, you don't ever just wake up. Yeah. Like, there's just, not just like, hey, I'm a waking warrior, no, or I'm an awakening alpha. Progression. There's the same, but my, my next point then... When did the, the ideas and when did it start to sort of come together into a sort of a wake up warrior type movement? Because, you know, there's a lot of people struggling and wanting to, you know, be, be a part of something and create a movement. When did it all start to come together and where did wake up warrior come from then in these three years? Came through a whole process. I mean, I, I started hiring coaches in every area. To live the warrior's way is to experience real, raw, relevant results in body being balanced in business, which is to have it all. It's like, I want to be fit. I want to be spiritually connected on purpose. I want to have an amazing relationship with my wife with ridiculously awesome sex. I want to lust after my goddess who's my wife, not some random chick with a thong that walks by on the beach. Like I want relationships with my children that are on fire and connected. My kids love and appreciate me and I can be the caregiver for them. Having all of this at one time was like an impossibility. So 2008, I'm sitting at this event called My Life Book uh, with a guy by the name of John Butcher. And this guy's talking about these 12 categories of life. And he's saying, you can, you can have a life that's beyond your dreams. And I'm like, this guy is an asshole. There's no <laughs> way. How could you, just like people do with me telling me I can have it, but I don't want to accept that I can have it because I can't see how that's possible. So that plants a seed for the concept. And then it started my spiritual walk or what I call my warrior walk, which is I go off the grid and I disappear into the land of healing and I get to deal with me. And it was the first time my competition changed. At that point, I switched over to Ironman and ultra marathons, hours every day, running alone, deep in the forest by myself, middle of the night, facing my darkness, facing my demons, facing the, the darkness inside of me, the loathing of myself, the, the unworthiness that I felt, the disrespect for who I was as a warrior, who I was as a man. Coming to appreciate and accept 
and embrace the truth of all of who I was, that I was light and I was dark. There was a piece of me that, that wanted to, to elevate you and there was a piece of me that wanted to destroy you. And there was this drive, this polarity in me that was very confusing. And when I was out in the marketplace, everybody I would talk to, I would go to the, the, the healing world and everybody talked this new age language of like, life is perfect, it's all perfect, it's beautiful. And so I would try this on and I grew my hair out, I put mala beads on and I was barefoot for like two years. And I walked around barefoot, even in the men's bathroom, in the public restroom with like piss on the floor, now on my feet. I don't care about piss on my feet. Oh, which is very important for me. Love it. Like I had, I had to feel that because I didn't know what it was to slow down. Mm. And the world I came from religiously was like, you don't honor yourself, that's ego. That's, uh, that's sinful. You don't self-love, that self-love is the first path to destruction. God is perfect, you're an asshole. And just accept it. And I'm like, okay, so if I operate and I'm an asshole, like, and I try to hide this, like, because if I'm an asshole, I don't want anybody to know I'm an asshole. Now people be like, dude, you're an asshole. I was like, I know. <laughs> like, dude, you're loud. I'm like, I know. Dude, you're too aggressive. I'm like, I know. For a lot of people, I am too aggressive. I've been too aggressive for myself years ago, I'm sure. So I learned to accept that there was this balance in me and that love was not just this, this show up of panda bears and happy fruit and tulips and saying, oh, all is well. And I started to realize that most new age people were full of shit. They were like living in some other space. They didn't live on earth. They lived in like some quantum place in meditation. And then when they would come back to earth, they were broke, fat. Maybe they weren't fat. Maybe they were the big yoga rock stars. You mentioned about you went to uh, that guy's seminar who you thought was a bit of an asshole. This is our Yoda question. Who helped you? And again, there's usually a, quite a few key figures here. Who helped awaken your alpha and wake up your warrior and take it to the next level? There's so many levels. You, you're, you're obviously, you're still on the way up. 36 coaches in seven years invested $285,000. Every coach gave me a new nugget, and I was required to assemble all those pieces in one place, which became warrior. These two worlds, I had coaches in both. Guys in business who were trying to teach me business strategy and guys in healing and women in healing and energy and purpose that were trying to teach me purpose, but both these guys loathed each other. These two camps didn't get along. People just try and separate things and they just, oh, I just want to deal with this is my area. I just want to deal with this. I'm sorry you've got issues over there, but like this is what I'm going to talk about and what I'm going to deal with. But this is what stands out for the warrior for me. You, you like you say, have it all. That's what I like. And that was, that was the process. Was how, how do you bring people back to one place and give them a chance to experience all of it in one place. So I started merging everything together in 2010. My first attempt with this was Pay to Play Academy, um, which was my first business under this concept. Then I dove in and just was a marketing consultant for the next two years, three years, and we just did lead development and lead gen. Meanwhile, I'm having this conversation. In 2010, we, we, I get the domain wakeupwarrior.com, and we were in negotiations with UFC to do some fun stuff promotion-wise. We had this concept, what if we took entrepreneurs? And I got a coach in meditation, a coach in relationships, a coach in body, a coach in money, a coach in business. And we put all these, these entrepreneurs through this like six-month experience. And at the end, they had to fight. <laughs> they had to fight because most like, like combat, combat teaches a man things that you can't learn any other way. And they were like, all right, cool. Let's do it. And then it, it kind of fizzled. So that idea never happened. And then I yeah, just don't. I just want to jump on what you said there, because this, this really interests me. And it's not something that a lot of people talk about. 
I've seen, obviously, I follow the Warrior, the Warrior Week and the Warrior's Way and all what you're up to. And I see that, obviously, you talk about the combat there and I see you have them. It looks at least sparring sessions, but it looks more like they're having pretty much full-on fights. I know they have the protective headgear. Can you talk about why you inserted that into your Warrior Week? You don't really know who you are until you punch a man. And you don't know who you are until you get punched. Like, everybody's great in theory until life happens. And so, like, that environment, we wanted to create that as an experience for people where, like, I saw what happened. It's like one sliver of the experience. And people think immediately, they're like, they think of Fight Club with Brad Pitt. or <laughs> Combat is an important deal. You know, there's a concept in each of us known as the ethical predator. Like, for, for true alphas and for true warriors... Like your alpha, your aggressive elf ethical predator, your warrior, your raging guy who will do whatever is necessary to survive, to create. That aspect of you has been sedated. And what it's left is, is that guys have been left. Why are we seeing all the murders happen? Why is all the terrorism running rampant? Why are people so fat and divorced? And why is the world falling to pieces? Because we're out of balance as men. We haven't realized that we are both predator and preacher. We're both. You're going to have drive to do shit. So be yeah. real about it. It's a natural urge. People don't accept this, though, particularly guys and particularly aggressive guys. So what we've been left with is dudes who sedate and go to sleep. Mm. And they have become, they have become caregivers and forgot that they were predators. They've become, they've become compassionate, but they forgot that they were, they were hunters. They've become connected to source, they think. They've become worthless as tits on a bull here in real life. Like the nature of who they are, which is to yeah. liberate, has gone to sleep. And so they're scared of it. I was scared of it. I didn't know how to be in power and how to go from one second to tickling my little girls at night as they're going to bed on their backs and telling them stories and singing songs to them, walking out of that environment, quickly sending some messages on business on my phone to lock down a couple $20,000, $30,000 contracts, immediately sitting down and getting myself present and having a conversation with my wife, then being able to give my wife a massage, then ravage her sexually and then go to sleep and meditate, fall asleep, wake up the next morning, go and crush it in the gym, drink my brain smoothie, meditate, mm. study spiritual books, preach to the world, create YouTube videos, and launch a message, and then get back into business. Like, having it all, it's a science. And I was lied to. I was lied to. I was told, turn that piece off. Yeah, see, my blessing was my curse, my gift. Mm. And I was lied to, and I believe the lies. And I don't shame the people who lied. They didn't know me better. But you're listening to this podcast right now, and if you have any inclination, you're like, well, maybe I'm not an alpha. There's a piece in all of you that is. There's a piece in every guy that listens to this, every man who desires to live the life of having it all, every guy who walks the planet has been called to experience his power. And the only thing, they will hold you back from not living this truth in your life is the unwillingness to do the work necessary, the hard shit to get real about what's on on your life, what real about what's been, real about where you are, real about where you want to go. I couldn't even be honest intellectually about what I wanted in life. I was so sedated. Second is get raw, be emotional. Holy shit, you.
piece of furniture. Quit sitting around like a doormat getting run over by your wife, run over by your employees, run over by the government, run over by everyone, hiding away your feelings and letting that shit find itself in addictions to porn and drugs and pills and hookers and strip clubs and alcohol, trying to pretend like you're not feeling this and it's going to end you in a fucking casket. So you can worry about what everybody else thinks and fucking die yourself. Or you can wake up and you can make a decision to live. And guess what? When you choose to live with a relevant direction, to staying focused on what you want, listening to the voice inside of you, redefining spirituality, redefining physicality, redefining financiality, redefining how you live life, and understanding the world doesn't get you. The world's never going to get you. They were not meant to get you because you are a fucking king, a king called, called to lead, called to speak truth, called to wake up. But if you don't wake up, your kingdom perishes and so do you. So there is no honor in sitting back and sedating yourself and trying to do what's right and be politically correct and make sure everybody around you is comfortable. Comfort is death. Security is death. These are not the keys to having it all and to living the life that you were called to live. This isn't some pontification, mental masturbation about some concept of having it all. This is real shit. And maybe for the first king time in your life, you're hearing this and you're going, man, I heard, dude, I heard, I'm alone. And guess what, motherfucker, I get you. Every day I get messages from men dying all over the place, trying to play a game that they're confused about in a society that has been built to waken the kings. Your wife is counting on you. Your children are counting on you. Your clients are counting on you. Your city is counting on you. Your country is counting on you. Your God is counting on you. To let go of the way that shit has been and to choose today to claim the kingdom and the crown that you were given as a birthright before you walked on this planet. Your insanity is your inspiration. Your chaos is your creation. Your clarity and your confidence to take the light to the darkness is the gift that you have. The greatest leaders, masters, and teachers of all time never went to the synagogues and to the temples and to the chapels. They walked down into the streets, into the dark places with the people who were rejected, with the people who were supposedly wrong. And they brought with them a light that could not be extinguished by another because it was a light that could only be ignited within, a willingness to listen to the voice, to accept the calling and to live the life they were called to live. This became my walk, became my calling, experience the truth of having it all. There is no weak link. There is a commitment to pushing life forward. Garrett, well, when I came, I said like I was interviewing you tonight and I put up some things and I said like intensity and just like on a mission. And the key thing I that I know the people who are listening on this, that is going to have an effect on them. Like we said before, one way or the other, that is going to make some people uncomfortable. And I like it. It was, I mean, geez, that was intense, man. And <laughs> not to, I'm just thinking, how do you follow this up? But going back to the original question of the fighting, what actually, the first thing that popped into my head when you said about you, they're actually fighting and how you take a punch, I was actually thinking as well, who the hell had a fight with Satima? 
<laughs> who I just interviewed earlier in the week. Who fought him? You legend. <laughs> How big are you? Because he's a, he's a big guy. He's 100 pounds bigger. He's about four inches, four inches taller. We don't play weight classes in Warrior. No, you can't. Yeah, if, if, you, if it comes down to it, you can't say, wait a minute. I'm not dealing with you because you're, uh, you're like heavier than me or you're taller than me. It's like you say, you, you don't know how it's going to go down. Being smaller could be an advantage. Who knows? Bite the ankles. Like to be a warrior is to live superhuman. It is not that you don't take bullets. It is not that you do not feel pain. It is that you take bullets and bullets do not stop you. Mm. It is that shit goes sideways and you drift and then you can shift. You've missed one of our guys for four months. I can promise you who you thought they were four months ago is not at all who they are today. And they haven't grown linearly. They've grown exponentially because when you live the warrior's coat as a science, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly. Yeah, it's not luck. I mean, you're putting it across so well. I just, I want to find out a little bit more about you. So <laughs> the man behind all of this. This may, I mean, this changes the pace completely, but just roll with me on this for a minute. So this is the complete blank around, where I just want you to complete the blanks for me and we'll see where it takes us. So your best friend would describe you as conscious asshole. Last time you were drunk, and I don't know if that was way back when it was all going wrong or re up till recently, because we talk about balance. And so last time you were drunk was? Define drunk. Okay, Mary. You've had quite a few. So I've had quite a few. Um, <laughs> do I drink? Yes. Do I get drunk? No. Uh, when was the last time I got stoned out of my mind? Go for that one, yeah. <laughs> May, when I broke my rib. I went home. How'd you break your rib? Uh, fighting. <laughs> so I broke my rib and I was trying to sleep. And I couldn't sleep, so I went out to my office. And I, in California, it's legal. Well, I have a permit to smoke yeah, weed. Medical, yeah, medical. Uh, medical, medically. I have my own card here in California. Yeah. Totally legal. I'm not like hustling from some street box. Um, I went out and I smoked and I was like hurting so bad, but I smoked way too much. Like, <laughs> I woke up, I woke up in the middle of that experience, like four hours later, I took like all my weed, which in California, again, you can have like shit loads, like damn near <laughs> weed at your house. And so I took all my weed and all my buds and I'm like shaking them all out in the garbage can. So like I threw it all away and I haven't smoked weed since. I have zero desire to smoke weed. I went to have dinner with my wife last night. I had uh, some sake, but I don't, I don't even hardly get buzzed anymore because I'm so high with how I live life. And uh, drinking the drunkenness for me is like not really game. But in the past, holy shit, I don't call it time. What is the one question you'd wished I'd ask or you thought I was going to ask when you thought, oh, I got some awakening alpha stuff, right? I know what he's going to ask or you was expecting. Is there anything you really wanted to get across? Hey, Garrett, on your video, yeah. on your series, I heard you say vaginal masturbation. What does this mean? Okay, well, I'll answer that question. <laughs> Go for it. What is vaginal masturbation? Okay. I like mental masturbation. I think I heard that from the warrior movement at first. I think I like that. Yeah, I'm all about, I'm all about the masturbation. Right? <laughs> mental masturbation, vaginal masturbation. Let me explain what I mean. Though. So like vaginal masturbation for me was this. It was a description of, another word I used for it was corpse sex, hollow sex. Right? So in marriage or outside of marriage, no matter, you can have hollow corpse sex, which is like the person that you're with really doesn't give a shit about you or you don't really give a shit about the person you're with. So you're really just having, you're really jerking off in a vagina. 
Uh, like it's not like actually having connection and right. Like my big story in marriage was always like, I want, I need more sex. I need more sex. I need more sex. And my story was that if I had more orgasms in a vagina, that I would feel better about myself and I would feel that our relationship was solid. What I came to realize is that it left me deficit. What is the best way for people to get hold of you if they want to learn a bit more and, and just continue on this journey? Because it's been crazy, which is what we wanted. So we had wakeupwarrior.com, our first version. Wakeupwarrior.com 2.0 is rolling out here in the fall of 2014. Uh, it's going to blow your mind. We are changing the game not only in marketing, we're changing the game in content delivery. Um, we've come to realize that there is no power in information, really. The only power is in results, and people have never proven to get results by simply having information. Email opt-in at wakeupboy.com and, uh, and then go through the journey with us. And then at the end of that, if it's a fit, you'll know what to do because the series will tell you to check out Warrior Week. I always ask my, uh, the alphas that I have on, who do you recommend, and you can give me a couple of people, I should interview next or very soon, and it could be someone you don't know, but you just think that would be a good fit, or someone under the radar, radar even, another one of your warriors, or not even anything to do with Warrior Week. It's up to you. Eugene Wilson, who's sitting right next to me with broken ribs. Love it. Is he right? He's right next to you, yeah? He's right next to me. And he's committed to be on your show. Jeremy, are you committed to be on your show? I'm committed. I'm committed. Right. I'm coming for you, Jeremy. Thank you, man. <laughs> right. For my tattoo artist. Hey. Nice to meet you. This is a guy also you need to have on the Alpha show sometime in France. Sweet. Lives here. All my mockery of the French. Uh, <laughs> or, well, uh, we, want. we want variation, man. We want crazy people from all walks of life, all different things going on. So, Garrett, thanks so much for taking the time today. And uh, that was legendary. But we are done. Yeah, bro. Good times. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Facebook group, The Alpha Way. Look onto, go onto Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, like the page, and you have all the links on there. But man, we've got a little private group in there, all the updates and exclusive videos. And as part of that, you will now be able to post your questions to the upcoming Alpha interviews. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.